People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. It's the pop-off! Popping off about pop culture. First time in 2021, your boy Matt is back. I learned a hard lesson in 2020. Let me pay that one forward. Back your shit up. Both my computer and my PlayStation 4 have died my computer in the fiery kind of way. And I lost everything. And if you've ever played a video game for a long period of time and forgot to save, you know exactly how it feels when things go bad and you get sent back to the Stone Age. So I put this bitch back on the shelf and I let it collect dust until I remembered that I liked doing it. And we're back. We're trying out some new things on the tech front. If the audio is better or worse, let me know. We're 12 episodes into this thing and I'm still terrible at it. And it is also one of those things, like a muscle, you got to work it out. And my shit's atrophied. So why am I back, you may ask? Outside the aforementioned, I like doing this stuff from time to time. I was looking through my Facebook memories. It's a little thing I like to do because I'm obsessed with myself. But uh, one of the things that popped up was the fifth year anniversary of me writing movie reviews on Facebook. For anybody who does not know, I do that occasionally because it's my safe haven. And my friends will tell me they like me. And if they don't, they just don't say anything because they're too polite to tell me to fuck off. In any case, my reviews have gotten a little bit more grandiose, shall we say. Uh, this one was a 17-sentence review of Batman v Superman. And I found that rather apt considering that last week, the Snyder Cut came out for the Justice League. The nigh-impossible possibility became real for better and worse we'll get into that and I figured it'd be a pretty sweet full circle to jump into the movie that came directly after this one but it is so 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 much the same fucking garbage <laughs> and quite frankly I have hijacked a chat in uh, one of my discord channels where all I do is scream and shout about this movie with people who watch it. And because it's a four hour ask. It's like a landmine. Like every time you roll in. You just accidentally step you hear a click. And it could blow your leg off. Or it could be a dud. And I, anytime somebody tried to rationalize it. Or I see a Twitter tweet. Or a rant on Facebook. Or a, yes I'm a boomer. You can leave me alone on the Facebook shit. Or comments on Twitter. Or Instagram. Or what have you. I lose it. I start talking to myself. I start talking to my parents. My parents sure as fuck do not care one iota about this movie or any of the things I have to say about it. So I figure this will be my catharsis. I will dump it all onto this potty. People can listen to it if they give a fuck. If not, it's done. I've washed myself clean of it. So without further ado, let's jump in to the Justice League Snyder Cut Edition. And I'm going to bore it with a quick recap of history. 
because I think the history is important into understanding some of the problems I have with this movie. So, Zack Snyder is making Justice League, and in the middle of filming, some sweaty-palmed empty suits at Warner Brothers saw the critical review for Batman v Superman, realized that the $800-plus they made off that bad bitch was not going to return for Justice League, and wanted Snyder to make some changes, primarily of which lighten the fucking tone. Because, dear God, if you ever wanted to see what uh, people who are depressed truly feel inside their bodies in terms of all the nebulous thoughts and emotions, just watch Batman v Superman. It is awful. It is so dour and joyless. And the fights aren't even cool because it's all just like Batman using guns that doesn't work. Superman just standing there. And then the uh, abomination fight, which was <laughs> an abomination. <laughs> That's about as film critic as I'm going to get. In any case, Snyder's like, yeah, all right, we'll give it a go. And to his credit, he tries to lighten it up. And he lightened it up with his boy, I think it's Chris Terrio is the writer, in such a way that I would have thought that some of these lines said by certain characters when watching the 2017 version, which I did back to back, that's six hours, a full work shift with one hour for lunch, because I hate myself. I thought those lines would be Joss Whedon's. So while he's lightening the tone, they're still not happy. And they, they are shown multiple cuts of the film. And then they take those cuts and they show them to a bunch of other writers. And they're like, can you unfuck this mess? And they're like, maybe. So they pay Joss Whedon $25 million to spice this thing up and basically make it the Avengers. And it goes back and forth like that in filming. They got a bunch of guys meddling while Snyder's in there. And they expected Snyder to work with Whedon during the filming of the extra bits and pieces. Come post-production, Zack Snyder's daughter dies. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back, and he and his wife, who are producing the movie, dip. Whedon gets full control of the ship, and then he's like, well, now I'm reshooting a fuck ton of stuff. I'm writing 88 new pages of script. And then Warner Brothers is like, cool, now do that in two hours, and we're not moving the release date. Whedon jams together this abomination, this fucking Frankenstein's monster, and the movie tanks. Now, the movie tanks in the sense that it costs $300 million to make, and with marketing and paying Whedon and doing all the extra bullshit, the movie probably made anywhere from, you know, like, maybe 100 mil to 70 million, right? These guys are trying to make a billion dollars. Keep in mind, they hyperbolic time-chambered all of these movies under Zack Snyder to get MCU levels of money. And they came close a couple times, but haven't gotten there yet until way the fuck down the road. Aquaman of all movies. But I digress. Then we get into the Snyder campaign, right? So that's everybody's like release the Snyder cut hashtag goes out. And uh, the toxic fans are assholes. And the Snyder fans who just like watching people get punched in the face are like, yeah, I'll throw some money at that. 
and it gets messy. Zack Snyder wanted $70 million. Coincidentally enough, probably the exact amount of money that these guys made off the first movie. And they do so. And if you read the reviews, the reviews from the fan side of things were going to be obvious. It did not matter if this movie was actually better or worse. This movie would have gotten its dick sucked as it has. And to its credit... It is better in a few ways, but it is still Justice League. It is the soul of this movie is the same. The bones of this movie are the same. Let me just get that out of the fucking way. So they took $70 million and they basically made an HBO Max advertising campaign. I have no idea how streaming services judge viewership. Or how much cash they make. Like how many people actually paid this month and this month alone that weren't paying last month or the month before. Right? Like intent. How many people watched it in a household? Right? I mean Disney seems to think 12 people live in a fucking house that they can all afford, you know, $15 a month subscription plus another $35 for every rental they put out. That's fuck you, Disney. So I don't know how any of that stuff works. I have no idea how financially successful this is. All I can tell you is, from a critical standpoint, they're like, yeah, you know what? This is better. Now, as I said on Twitter to someone, this movie is better because the original 2017 Justice League was on the bottom of the fucking ocean, and this thing swam all the way up to the surface. Now, it's still treading water, and it's still a shit film. We'll get into why I think that later. Full disclaimer, probably haven't already gathered it, I don't like Zack Snyder movies because Zack Snyder movies are uh, bad. Stop. (laughs) They're not good. However, um, if you subtract every ounce of actually thinking about what's being said and shown, you get a guy who can put uh, a bunch of pretty shit on screen in slow motion and do a half decent action movie nothing the characters say or do are interesting and for his entire fucking career he has decided that he is going to Frank Millerize every single property he ever gets his hands on so we're talking he did 300 he did The Watchmen he did uh, A Dawn of the Dead and then the three Superman movies, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Let's just to be fair, his name's on 2017, but it's really not his. So it's the Snyder Cut. We'll just distance him from that. Let's just talk about some positives, first and foremost. The two films, 2017 and the Snyder Cut, have two totally different theses. Now, Whedon's fucked because Whedon is trying to graft Avengers on the Frankenstein corpse of the dour, this movie's so real, like desaturated Snyder film, right? So he is, he's punching up the brightness on shit. He is sticking in so many jokes that do not land. He is... Adding color that does, like, the whole fucking end, everybody mentions it, the big climax in the big Russian place is just red. Why are you so fucking red? None of Whedon's jokes land. And 
I don't know if this is some News at 11 shit, but Joss Whedon hates women. <laughs> he hates them so much. So there is a ton, a ton of Wonder Woman is super hot. And Batman should fuck Wonder Woman because Batman is sad and alone. And Alfred wants him to be happy with something that's not beating up criminals. Every single fucking person in this movie wants to fuck Wonder Woman. There's also tons of random cinematography shots of her ass. And like bad flashes like falling into her tits jokes. It's like... It's bad, man. That like that movie is incoherent at best. And then you have this extra layer of Joss Whedon brand garbage. <laughs> That's like we're over it, you know, before everyone figured out that you were a gigantic piece of shit in the public eye. People were like, "Yeah, I know it's kitschy." And in fact, one of the major complaints I have with the MCU now is that they've just leaned into like he set the fucking foundation and they've been building the house on top of that same foundation for the last forever. Now look, they make millions and billions of dollars off this shit. So it's clearly working. But by God, it would be sweet if they tried something different. So Snyder, on the other hand, he did lighten up his script and some of the lines, mostly flashes stuff. And one Batman line at the end that's just more indicative of him being stupid than anything else are actually Terrio and Snyder's lines. So everything Flash says is pretty much played straight on screen. There's a consistency there. Whedon tries to make these heroes hopeful. He reshot the the infamous <laughs> Cavill. I can't take off my mustache because I'm currently filming Mission Impossible 6. Digitally erased scenes. He bookends both moments with kids asking him about what his symbol of means and hope and what's his favorite thing about Earth and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, he's like saving people and they're doing the race thing with him and the Flash as a secret scene and yada, yada. He tries to make the heroes seem like heroes. You know, for better or worse. Uh, unnecessary sacrifices, lighter tone, and all this other shit. And Snyder doesn't give a shit. Zack Snyder wants you to understand that these people are gods. And you should worship them as such. Positives. Let's talk about positives. And the primary positive of which is that uh, my boy Zack Snyder really wanted to make sure there wasn't a single second of Joss Whedon touched footage in this movie. This guy reshot the end of the movie that was like a, a take. Like the whole epilogue of the Snyder Cut is the la is like a, supposed to be a teaser for like a whoa. Because at that time in 2017, Batman, Ben Affleck, was going to get a movie. He was going to get his solo movie that he was going to direct and act in. And then he said, Fuck that to both. The entire the entire DCEU just fell apart. It's actually quite amazing how like miserable every step that they've taken to try and get anywhere near Marvel has been. And I gotta admire the spite that Snyder has put forth, right? I mean, there's a scene. I should just say this right now. I'm gonna spoil the 
fuck out of the Snyder Cut. Most of the beats are the same from the 2017 in terms of broad strokes, but there's additional information. So if you haven't sat for the four hours or just don't fucking care, I'm going to try to do this all in one hour, that is. They're digging up Superman's corpse to resurrect this motherfucker, and he changed out the shovels, okay? Like, not even the same props can be used in this movie. He is not about this shit. I respect it. Two, the characters are less stupid or less arbitrarily intelligent. In this movie, the Snyder Cut, I should say, Batman doesn't know that guys are already invading and people are getting kidnapped and shit. Batman is just like, well, you know, I got all of Lex Luthor's fun-ass notes from that last movie that sucked, and uh, now I'm kind of worried about this shit, and I feel super uber guilty about uh, basically forcing Superman to die and trying to kill him. So I'm going to flip that script entirely, and uh, I'm going to try to make a team so that there's at least someone who can put me in check whenever I decide to, you know, kill the biggest alien high-profile hero on the fucking planet. God damn, that fucking movie. Batman v Superman is so shit. It's so bad. Nevertheless, Batman is just reading notes and assembling a team. And independently, all of these characters, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Batman figure this shit out on their own that things are fucked up and they all come to share information with each other I think that works there's additional stretches of time in these movies that allow for character revelations because once again this is a four hour assembly cut which means no footage was cut except for Jared Leto improvising we live in a society for the trailer so that they could bait more people into buying HBO Max Yes, he said that. And the one scene they spent money to reshoot, well, one of two, he's just being a shitbag. And man, people really love Jared Leto's Joker, which is just fucked up in its own right. I'm losing track. We're trying to stay positive. So um, scenes get to breathe because he's not editing stuff. They're ratcheting up tension. Things get to feel better, you know, like and worse because he's not editing stuff. Really and truly, this could have used an edit. I know that's not the point of the fucking thing, but if you edited it and you kept it to like, you know, three and a half, three hours even, you can make some room. Believe me when I say that this movie could have been three hours easy and it would have actually been better for it across the board. It's still the bones of a shit film built on top of the foundation of an even worse film. But if you cut off the epilogue and you trim the fat on some pointless shit, it could have been, you know, way better than it currently sits. What else did I like about this fucking movie? Oh, the ending scene is not red. Holy shit. It's just dark. This is the problem with the movie. And everybody made the joke when they're like, we're going to release the four by three black and white edition. You're like, bitch, we already saw the black and white movie. It's this one. <laughs> What I can say is that this movie is an overall complete vision. You know, it's because it's unedited. <laughs> you get to see every last drop. Cyborg and Flash actually get to be real characters. Now, I don't like how 
Flash operates, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Cyborg is practically the main character of this fucking movie, so it's rather uh, obvious that the characters got to shine more if you prefer this version. At least the characters that didn't get any fucking love in the 2017 version. Even Alfred gets a little bit more time to play, and Jeremy Irons is unquestionably the best choice these movies made. I mean, I still like, don't get me wrong, I still like the casting for the most part. Thinking, thinking. You know what? Period. Full stop. I like the casting. Like, look at the look at the cast of this fucking movie. You just should have given them better material. So I'll give I'll give credit where that's due. Like Man of Steel casts a bunch of fucking uh, champions. You know, Batman v Superman squeezed it out. Now the characterizations are totally different. Like Wonder Woman in the Snyderverse versus Wonder Woman in the Patty Jenkins movies. Totally different person. Uh, maybe people want a happy medium between both because she's like a leader and a, and a, a badass beat the fuck out of people kind of person in the Snyder films. And she's, you know, empathetic and important <laughs> to people who don't need to have a fucking superhero constantly rip the spine out of people. But she could rip the spine out your ass. And that's an appealing factor. So the casting is good. The vision you know what? I can't say that it like it makes sense. The movie made sense. There's so many editing fuck ups in a desperate ploy to get to the two hour mark from the Warner Brothers guys that Whedon was stuck with. On top of adding all of Whedon's garbage. Overall, credit is given where credit is due in the sense that you know what? It made sense. It's better than the 2017 version. But I still hate this fucking movie. I. I'm about to pop off for about 40 minutes on why this movie drives me fucking nuts. I'm not going to get into... This is about as close as I'm going to get to film student shit right here. Okay? Right here. The whole Zack Snyder wants you to worship these people thing is shoved right in your fucking face. The way this movie starts off is Superman's death scream wakes up the mother boxes. The mother boxes get on their celly. They're like, hey, who wants to uh, who wants to pick us up? You sort of left us here 5,000 years ago. And then, bam! Steppenwolf's like, I was in the hood. Burning 100,000 worlds to the ground for some arbitrary reason other than saying the phrase, I'm burning a 100,000 worlds. Is supposed to be like, ooh, he's a bad motherfucker. Do I care that Steppenwolf looks like a better person? And I mean better person in the sense of like overall aesthetic. He looks like a villain. He's he, They put him in the gym. They gave him a Cuisinart for his armor. A negative point. His armor doesn't shut the fuck up. It's constantly clicking and clacking the whole time. It's like it's got a mind of his own. You know how like... um. When people are like, and now this person is angry, and they draw the diagonal eyebrows. It's like his armor does that all the time. It's always like, click, 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 when someone says something. It's like it's almost alive, but not really. The armor's emoting for him. It's so fucking annoying. And another thing that is identical to that, that I'll get to in 30 seconds, is equally fucking annoying. But man, Steppenwolf's motivations in this movie, despite the fact that he hit the gym, are fucking terrible. 
at best and nebulous at worst, right? They're either, I was on the wrong end of a political coup, but I killed everybody who tried to make that play. So I don't get killed with the rest of them. I'm just sent out to kill 100,000 worlds. That's the best I could come up with. And that was one sentence. Steppenwolf kind of sucks in this movie. He's just like... I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with that character. Okay. Back to the film study shit. Okay. So, gods. Worship these people. So, we have two, three problems with the film study shit. The thesis... These heroes are gods, worship them, is a problem for me because the result is that the people, civilians, you and me, have to either worship them, that's what we exist to do, plenty of shots of that in Batman v Superman. I mean, uh, all of Man of Steel is treating Superman like a Christ figure. But not only are we expected to worship these guys, but the heroes themselves do not give a fuck about people. Batman, uh, man, does this guy not care? He has all this fucking money in the world. Money enough to buy a whole bank instead of just buying the fucking farm back from the unbelievable fucking evil bank that he bought. Just buy the farm. It had to have been cheaper than owning your own bank. So much money to buy a bank, yet what is he doing for the people? What is he doing? He's being Batman, which, I mean, if you want to get into, like, a philosophical discussion on if Batman makes Gotham worse, we could do that another time, baby. But Batman's not shown doing anything good for the people. For two whole fucking movies... Superman either helps kill hundreds of thousands of them or saves people but just doesn't give a fuck about who these people are. They're all like they got that that the one scene obviously where they're all everyone's arms are outstretched in like the I think it's a day of the dead celebration and he's standing there looking around at him like what the fuck is going on over here? I don't really give a shit about this. There is no single minute in any of these movies where Superman tells me he cares about anyone other than Lois and his mom. That's it. Wonder Woman specifically fucks off after World War One and disappears. Now, we obviously don't have Wonder Woman 84 context at this point in time, but she's like... Yeah, I fought in World War One, and uh, man sucks. And that was the whole point of the fucking movie that I had that you executive produced Zack Snyder and whose script was probably finished by this time. <laughs> this is the whole point about me. And uh, yeah, still, still just making her hate people. She does care about her own people, though, because it's like my mom. Because Steppenwolf brings that up a lot. I think they were probably going to like try to go somewhere with that. Where she's obviously like not allowed to go back to Themyscira for whatever reason. Despite the fact that her mom in the movie when she's like sending a fucking message to let her know that Steppenwolf went mob deep on Themyscira and stole the fucking mother box. I keep getting off this film student shit. I'm sorry. I'll get there. Her mom's like, come back to me. 
You you fucking bander. What the what are you talking about? And then Seven was constantly lying. But these heroes don't care about people. Now, that's the holy trinity, right? Bats, soups, Wonder Woman. They don't give a fuck. Cyborg so desperately wants to just be part of people again. The whole first two hours. And the first two hours does all the emotional lifting of this movie, I want to say. The last two hours is a fucking mess. The first two hours gets you all that character shit. Cyborg's like, yeah, I want to be... He wants to just be a kid again. He wants to be the football player. He wants to be going to college. He wants to, like, like help people with their fucking grades. They show them in there. He's the heart of the fucking movie. And yet, for the second half, all of his humanity... No, we don't want that shit. We don't want that. We want you to be able to access this mother box so you can be a battery for the rest of this fucking movie. Cool. Can you separate that now? Cool. Yeah. Nice. Get hype. Flash just runs the entire fucking movie. His investment is non-existent. And that's one of the things that Whedon put in the movie. All of these guys are trying to help save civilians. They're trying to save people. Flash is saving people uh, in two different instances. Superman stops beating the shit out of Steppenwolf to go get people. So while Whedon fat-fingered his way through this shit, the idea that heroes are heroes and they're, they're trying to save people is one thing. The moral of all of this rant is that Zack Snyder hates people. Full stop. It's his cinematic mantra through six fucking movies. I haven't seen the owl one. <laughs> but in 300, it goes all the way to like, hey, Athenian, what's your job? The dude's like, man, I'm just a potter. And this guy's like, I'm an artist. Hey, Spartans, what's your job? <laughs> the normies aren't welcome. Like uh, the, the guy that sells them out, he's born deformed, which uh, by Spartan eugenics is like impossible. That guy wouldn't have gotten off the fucking cliff. They would have tossed that baby off a ledge. But he, may, he dodged the first bullet. He got there. And now he's like, yo, let me fight. And he's like, no, your existence, pleb, makes us weaker. We're here to save you. Get the fuck out my face. Watchmen misses the entire point of how violence is shit. Glorifies Rorschach, who is a sociopath who absolutely hates people. I mean, how many fucking times the I look down on this city and they scream to save me and, he, and I say no in the trailers. He's glorified the whole movie. You know, Superman, he decimates Metropolis. And then in both movies, although it is so much more gross in the Whedon one, when they wake his ass up and they get into the fight, he's still destroying the names of the monument to the decimation of the city he helped kill. He's literally wiping these people off the face of the earth twice. That's fucked up. That's the end of my film student rant. That's like a very minimalist reading on how dour and depressing these movies are. So if you're here for punching and cool action scenes, I feel you. But like just a little bit of past skin deep thought process. You're like, man, these guys fucking hate people. <laughs> right? Man, holy shit. It's, it's mind numbing. The, the fights were cool in Man of Steel. 
But that movie, goddamn, what a mess. And then it only gets worse with Batman v Superman, where neither guy is like, hey, yeah, Lex Luthor's kind of fucking with both of us. We should probably stop killing each other. Are you, are you, why aren't you doing that? Oh, you want to kill each other, actually. Okay, fuck off, man. Oh my god. Uh, Zack Snyder's music choices are terrible. And I don't want to bag on his daughter. But I'm just going to say this. Uh, the Hallelujah pick, right? Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah was her favorite song. Which makes him sticking this at the end credits as he, like, you know, makes this a, a movie for her at the end. He dedicates the film to her. It's kind of touching. But we all remember where we first heard Zack Snyder use Hallelujah. And it was for a guy who had ED and couldn't get it up. When he was first trying to fuck someone half his age. And Watchmen finally getting it up. It's such a yucky choice. That I mean the Hallelujah thing aside. Uh, every song choice that Zack Snyder has ever picked in the history of music. They're all the most literal song choices ever. If I was going home to West Virginia in a movie that Zack Snyder was directing, you best believe John Denver's playing. The man's literal, and I, I, I can't deal. But specifically, you want to talk about something that doesn't shut up. It's Steppenwolf's armor and Wonder Woman's musical intro every time she walks into a door. It is wildly like the first couple of times you're like okay you know like uh i get it you uh whedon uses the uh the the blender song with hans miller like that stupid thing uh that's in the wonder woman one and uh wonder woman two 84 i should be specific um snyder replaces that because whedon used it so fuck off with uh like this this one woman whale for four hours straight i cannot stress this enough it is so tilting oh my god does it drive me nuts and the first couple of times i'm fine with it but i mean she every scene she walks into it's a fucking problem okay <laughs> it's so frustrating um, Zack Snyder loves slow-mo and I'm okay with slow-mo you know when you're trying to make a point with it you know like these people are gods worship them okay uh, they do things in slow-mo uh, obviously flashes bit as I've mentioned many times before when you're doing super speed on cinema everything around you has to slow down so that they don't have to do anything crazy and then you can CGI the shit out of it. And admittedly, some of the flash scenes are pretty cool. The one extra one he gets, I think, is a little extra. But um, it's it shows his character and whatever. And it tries to give, like, the Iris West character the screen time that she didn't get, but they used for the trailers in 2017. But, man, do they slow-mo fucking everything. They slow-mo bullets. They slow-mo cannon shells. They slow-mo just about every like water droplets and shit it's just like not everything deserves that level of gravitas it's just slow motion porn it's a lot 
here we go. This is my favorite thing. This is the thing I actually lived for when reading people's uh, play-by-plays of this movie in this chat. Every single person, okay, who watches this movie all stops at the two-hour mark and goes, why is Darkseid so fucking stupid? <laughs> okay. Context time. Darkseid is the one who invades Earth 5,000 years ago or whatever the fuck it is. He's the guy who does that stuff first. Instead of Steppenwolf in D2017. He goes down there and the um, Themyscirans and the Atlanteans and the Kings of Man all team up together with the old gods like Ares, Zeus, and uh, Artemis. I think it's Artemis. And, you know, a couple other motherfuckers. And the Green Lanterns. And they put the boots to Darkseid. So first off, Darkseid shows up and he, and he slams the ground with his big-ass axe. And the ground reveals the Omega sign and a bunch of other, like, shifting stuff. And at the point in time of this film, that doesn't mean anything. It's just like, yo, Darkseid's just being a rad motherfucker. Then he gets clapped by the wild thornberries. <laughs> it was Ares. If you, did, if you did not see Wonder Woman... I suggest looking up Ares. It's David Thewlis. I might be mispronouncing his last name. But he's in Harry Potter. He was Remus in Harry Potter. He's in a bunch of other British shit. And he's like the... He's Ares the God of War in Wonder Woman. So they CGI'd his head onto his young body and they had a voice. Oh, another guy go in there. So like Zeus lightning bolts, dark side, and then Ares, the wild thornberry comes in and just puts an axe to him. And, I mean, these guys, these guys showed up, and they got works, okay? <laughs> they brought an invading army, three mother boxes to, like, basically burn the planet out and turn it into another place for, like, the new gods to feel good about themselves in. And a, uh, a bunch of ships and parademons, and they got fucked up. <laughs> they got worked. And he's bleeding every which direction. He gets on his ship and he retreats, tail between his legs. He leaves the mother boxes there, the Atlanteans, Themyscirans, and Kings of Man. Bury that shit. And what's actually kind of funny is that the arbitrary burying of uh, the box probably is the best plan ever, despite the fact that it's been shown that, like, the German... Like, German infantry in the World War II, the Nazis found it, and then the Americans infiltrated it. Which shows that the American military in World War II in Zack Snyder's universe is infinitely more competent than the American military in Captain America, because, man, they just let... <laughs> they just let Red Skull have that fucking cosmic cube. And they're uh, probably equal in power. Eh, you know what? That's a bit of a comic book nerd thing. Uh... In the MCU, the Cosmic Cube is a fucking Infinity Stone, so that's not true at all. But I mean, within the confines of the comics, maybe. They both kind of do the same thing. It's just infinite. They take the matter around them and create stuff. I think the Cosmic Cube might be infinite matter, and if that's the case, fuck off. But I mean, if you can just consistently return turn things into stuff, 
like the mother boxes can, you're still pretty nifty. Nevertheless, I've lost my track. <laughs> so, this guy leaves three mother boxes, which are super important, on a planet that he doesn't know the name of, where he got his ass kicked so fucking badly that it's like a day of infamy. It's it's like a fucking government holiday on Apocalypse where you take time out to remember the days when Darkseid got his shit pushed in by a bunch of random select hobos from all across the universe. He doesn't remember where the planet is. It's the most important ass-whooping of his life. He has left three mother boxes there, which he uses to burn planets to the ground in record fucking time. He has Steppenwolf out on his own paying reparations because of some fuck-up he made God knows however long ago, burning worlds by hand, I guess. Or maybe he's using more mother boxes that we don't know about. I don't fucking know. But as soon as Steppenwolf gets that Sally call from the mother boxes, two hours into this movie, he has a vision. And then he gets onto the fucking uh, big screen he's got where he's slotting in these fucking mother boxes like a USB for his fourth phone call in two hours. Where every single phone call is like, hey, yeah, I'm just calling to let you know I got the mother box. I don't know where the other two are. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm just calling. I know I just called. But I'm just calling to let you know again. Um, I think I'm on to the second mother box. You think I can come home? I mean, you know, just think about it. I don't want to rush you. Okay. Oh, hey, by the way, I found the anti-life equation. Bam! All of a sudden, Desaad picks up the phone. He's like, he found the anti-life equation, Darkseid. And Darkseid talks to his son. <laughs> no, I mean, metaphorically. In this, in this. Darkseid, who's been ignoring this fucking failure for his five phone calls, which, by the way, if they edited this movie, it would have been better. The first thing that goes is the four phone calls where Steppenwolf's like, Hey, but Dad, can I come home yet? It's like, God damn, dude. It's, they say the same exact thing in these scenes. They are useless. He's like, Hey, I found the anti-life equation. And Darkseid's like, You found the anti-life equation? I've been looking for this shit everywhere. Guess what? The anti-life equation... If I didn't bury the lead deep enough, was the shit that Darkseid revealed with the Omega sign 5,000 years ago. And he's like, yo, that's the most important fucking thing in my life. And you found it? The planet you're on is the planet of people that fucked me up? You got mother boxes over there? And you're telling me their heroes are dead? Well, you better finish your job, and uh, maybe I'll let you come home. And then he hangs up. How is Darkseid this fucking stupid? How do you create a religious event for your home world and the plethora of conquered worlds in your realm? And you're like, 
I don't remember where I put the anti-life equation. I don't remember where I put my mother boxes. I don't remember the place that beat the ever-living shit out of me to the point that talking to you now, I'm still injured from the ass whooping. How is he this dumb? How the fuck is this possible? So all these guys who were like, man, Darkseid was the coolest ever. He gets two fucking scenes. One of which he eye lasers Willem Dafoe and stabs Aquaman. And one of those like, whoa, this is a scary, like, this is a potential future that's guaranteed to happen. Because Zack Snyder thought it would be super fucking rad to talk about Superman being a symbol of hope for three movies and then turn his ass evil. How is Darkseid this dumb? He's so dumb. And then at the end of the movie, he's just standing there. And his bitter little bitch ass is like, um, I guess we'll just do this the hard way then. Yeah. Send your infinite murder ships with never-ending supply of angry bug people to go fuck these dudes up. What are you saying? You sent a guy you don't even like to go burn this world to the ground. It has everything you've ever wanted in your entire life, plus the shit you forgot you left there. Unbelievable. How? Are you... How? In Man of Steel, Superman talks about his symbol, meaning hope. Superman is also having a conversation with a man in a church where the shot being shown, one of Zack Snyder's most subtle and intricate ways to talk about this, is a stained glass window of Christ with Superman in the forefront and he's asking questions about sacrifice and how he has to choose if he wants to be a person for the people or not and then uh, these guys come to fuck up his mom's house and these guys come to fuck up his wife to be who he's got a super crush on because look it's Amy Adams and Amy Adams is great and then he's like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to stop this guy. I can't let these guys kill these people because they want to terraform this planet. Do we have a fucking trend yet? Guys just show up in Zack Snyder movies, every other film, to terraform a planet. And in the process of which he kills hundreds of thousands of people, decimating one of the largest city centers in fictional DC North America. In the second movie, Batman versus Superman, they still love him for some reason. And the question is, should he be acting unilaterally to save people? Should he not be asking for permission? Superhero Registration Act shit. And when they ask that question, he's watching it on the news like a pouty little bitch. Why don't these people like me? And then he goes to the Senate. And they ask him questions. Hey, what's really good, my dude? Uh, maybe you should stop. And of course, this is obviously with like a little bit of Lex Luthor scumfuckery, and he's playing both sides. And 
uh, he smears him in the media. So the media is like, hey, you know, uh, fake news, you're not a hero. And then they blow up the fucking Senate. And instead of helping people, Superman's like, well, I best I, I, I gotta go. And he dips. And then after a little bit of mom-on-mom conversation time, after like 15 minutes, waiting like 30 years to see this scene on film, these guys talk about their moms for a bit, and he dips. Superman sacrifices himself because he's the only one strong enough to shove the spear into the man's chest. But because he's near kryptonite, he's weak, and he dies. And the world mourns. In Justice League, the Snyder Cut, the world just has Superman symbols everywhere. They're still feeling it. Now that's it. Okay, that's that's it. <laughs> they don't. There's no conversation to be had about what well, is the world a different place with Superman and not in it anymore. There's no. There's no indication. We have no fucking idea if Superman's presence actually mattered. All that they show is uh, some shit in London that goes down before the uh, bank fight that Wonder Woman stuffs. Which, by the way, this one was somehow done worse. While they allowed for an increasing amount of tension, they slow-mode bullets, and then they cranked up her fight. So she's, like, moving in fast-forward, and it just looks cartoony and stupid. But London's got a massive fucking flag on London Bridge. The black and silver mourning Superman. He is an icon despite the fact that he decimated a city. He died saving the world from a monster. So why not make him evil as fuck? Why not? Why not just make him evil as fuck? So check this shit out. This is wild. Zack Snyder wanted to make three movies out of Justice League. Now, the current movie that exists the way it is, is not Snyder's no choice, right? He took his notes, he took his stuff, he filmed all of his shit, and he put it out there. The sequels that he wanted to make, that the second two hours of this movie does nothing but fucking bait and tease... Which is kind of ridiculous, right? Like, he put on all of this footage knowing that he wasn't going to get the sequel, but kind of hoping that the same toxic cunt fucks that decided uh, to be really shitty. Eh, I can't say that's the vast majority of them, but it's... it's They're a huge chunk. The, the real asshole Snyder fans, who the ones that started the release of Snyder Cut stuff, there's a bunch of people that were like... They, they did donate to charity but they also sent death threats to executives so take what you will (laughs) the sequels go a little something like this Superman's dead and then the first Justice League movie Batman starts fucking Lois Lane yeah I paused there on purpose so that could soak into your pores that's gross and he falls in love with her. And she's just grieving, right? It's like, I mean, look, we've all we've all had that in our lives, or at least experienced it through some way or another, where a giant hole in someone's life creates an opportunity for someone to move in and fill that hole. Maybe with their dicks. Either way, 
Batman's like, well, I gotta, I gotta bring this motherfucker back to life. Cause, uh, we're all going to die if I don't. And I'm still kind of guilty about like almost trying to kill him. So he brings him back to life. And the first thing that goes down is fucking him and Wonder Woman, him and Wonder Woman, him and Lois Lane break up and they move on. And, uh, she goes back to Superman. Then Darkseid shows up. And Supes is like, look, I'm going to go fuck this Darkseid guy up. What I need you to do is look after Lois for me. Because if anything would happen to her, I don't know what the fuck I'd do. Bats is like, no problemo, homie. I still secretly love your fucking wife. I'm going to get in that ass. That's my addition. He's not going to. So... They're holding it down somewhere. Superman flies off to go fight Darkseid. Okay? This sounds like a fucking fanfic. I shit you not. This is Zack Snyder's original idea written in Vanity Fair. It is there for you to read. Okay? So, they get into an argument, potentially about their relationship. Either way, Batman takes his eye off the prize. Darkseid shows up, laser beams that girl with the Omega beams. Squiggly lines. Torches her to a fucking skeleton. Superman gets there a little late. No! And then Darkseid uses the anti-life equation to fully control and brainwash Superman. Now, I don't know what the anti-life equation does. When I last saw the anti-life equation in any kind of televised media, it was in... Justice League Unlimited, which is the infinitely better in every way, shape, and form representation of the Justice League. That cartoon is amazing. Top five all time, I would argue. Like, Justice League slash Justice League Unlimited. Like, that that whole run of five seasons. Fucking bangers! It was just a glowy ball that Lex Luthor found and gave to Darkseid, and then they all dis-a-fucking-peered. Poof, gone. I don't know what a fuck it does. I just look dark side really wants it. I have a feeling brainwashing a dude probably isn't it. But if it is, fuck it. Either way, he brainwashes Superman. Then Superman is all super evil and shit. So uh, they conquer fucking Earth. Darkseid's just putting Omega symbols everywhere because, you know, that guy's got to tag his property like the fucking hood he is. And uh, big schmoz goes down. Superheroes are jobbing out. And... Uh, they do some time travel shtick. They get Flash to go back so that we can complete the time loop with the dreams and stuff with the Lois Lane is the key. And uh, Super uh, Batman, knowing that information, despite the fact that he somehow fucking forgot it, so they got to go back in time twice, he uh, makes the play and he uh, kills himself. To save Lois Lane, he eats the Omega Beam, Batman dies, Superman bodies Darkseid shit, and the world is saved. That's the end. I hate it. Yuck. Now, okay, I hate it because he's basically remaking Pearl Harbor with the whole Lois Lane is going to fuck Bruce Wayne afterwards. Why? Why? Plus, and this is the real, the real, like, head spinner in this situation here. How do you get from there to where we are now, right? Like, he, the studio was like, you're not getting a sequel. 
uh, fuck off. That's not happening. You're not getting three movies. Okay. You can't even keep this one under the two hours we want. And it's still too dreary. Imagine being like, yeah, I'm going to do a time travel story where, uh, Superman's evil. I spend three movies talking about how he's the most important character in the entire fucking mythos, the beacon of hope, the entire world, even after he helps blow up a whole major city, loves him to death for. This guy is going to be evil. And he's going to kill all the superheroes. And Batman is going to have to sacrifice himself for the greater good. He's going to have to pay it forward. He tried to kill Superman, and now he's going to help everyone live by sacrificing himself. I hate it. Although, look, realistically, that death thread, his desire to just be like, I'm old and I'm fucking tired of this shit, and I'm trying to assemble this team in part so that you guys take over when I'm dead, which will be really fucking soon. That's in the 2017 version. And I kind of think that works for that Batman. Right? That Batman's like, Joker's killed my dude. I'm 50 years old. I am beat to shit. I cannot be doing this anymore. I'm sort of just over it all. And I mean, I fucking hate everyone in this city. I'm trying to save them, but I'm making it worse. Fuck it, I'm going to die. Okay, I don't mind that. Right? I have, I have two problems. One, you are trying to make an MCU level event in five movies where three of those movies are your MCU level event. That is ambitious and fucking stupid. Two, how do you go from this is the most important character to uh, killing him to resurrecting him to making him evil. To washing all of that away because time travel shenanigans. And that's fucking dumb. And that's why the two hours of Justice League, the Snyder Cut, is such a fucking slog on the back end. Because you get this, why is Darkseid stupid stuff with anti-life equation? And then you get into them having a moral discussion, which really isn't a moral discussion. They're like... They're paying lip service to the idea that bringing this guy back to life might not be the best choice. But then they do it anyways. And then they convert both Cyborg and the Flash to batteries. Where all Flash does is run around in fucking circles. For like the entire climax. Like get enough speed. And uh, I need you to once again use your electricity fucking generated from your practically borderline time travel sound barrier speed breaking fucking super juice. To separate these boxes. I need the help. So he just runs. In fucking circles. For the entire climax of the movie. Until some like. Ace crack shot parademon. Cuts his leg up. And then he. And then they just have to do some like. Once again slow mo porn. Where he like. He fails. The. Uh, mother boxes activate. Unity kicks in, which is them terraforming the planet, and they incinerate everything. And then he just rewinds six seconds and saves the day. That's the end of the movie proper. Then the epilogue comes in. And the epilogue fucking sucks. Now look, 
it sucks because it's like it's there to tease you shit that will never happen right you know I can't say never because this should have never happened this is a fucking miracle we are we are in unmarked territory this is crazy this, like this there are no footprints man you are walking forward into the great unknown this has never fucking happened before I got some problems about that that I'll get to in my closing statements. But it's like 95%, right? They've already got another Batman movie going on. There, Ezra Miller's Flash is in all sorts of recasting and uh, problems there. Who knows if that's going to go down. Um, like, that Ben Affleck Batman movie died immediately. There's no... None of this shit's happening. <laughs> right? And if it wasn't a giant ad campaign for HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Although, to be fair, the guys that told Snyder to go fuck himself uh, got replaced by new people, which is part of the reason why this exists. Nevertheless, all of this to say, the epilogue is worthless because it is chock full of dumb. So he buys the bank instead of buying the farm to get the house back. Buy the fucking farm, dude. God damn. Wonder Woman is still mind fucked because all the time Steppenwolf's like, yo, I killed your sisters. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing a really shitty Bane impression right there. It's, it's not what Kieran Hines sounds like. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, you know, I bought your family and uh, they're all dead and uh, there's no one left and you're the last one. She's like, you're a liar. But she can't go back there because of like, I don't know if it's magical or not, but she's like, I can't go back there, but your mom wants you back there. So she was going to do something, but she just stands there weeping, staring into the horizon. Um, Cyborg is, I don't know, around? No, Flash gets his job, which is a, a nicer point, right? Flash gets his job, but he doesn't get his job because a friend gave it to him. Flash gets his job because he fucking earned it. It's the only good thing I like about Flash. Flash is a total waste in this movie. I'm just going to go back to that for a quick second before I run this down. The moment with his dad at the end of the movie is the best part of the movie. They give him the Iris West slow motion scene, which is like a little gratuitous. Um, he's still the clown jokey guy that I just don't think works because it's like it's Chris Terrio and Zack Snyder trying to be funny, which I think they're incapable of. Outside of one moment where Aquaman and him are going back and forth on what hat he should wear to sneak into the Star Labs, which I think is funny. You know, Aquaman is like, he goes and he talks to his fan, and that's it. So Aquaman's got something to do. But Flash, all he does is run in circles. And he has way more agency in 2017. Like I said, he's saving people and running around. Now, it's a, a fucking book ended with shit jokes. And he's uh, one of the many problems with fucking sexual exploitation of Wonder Woman in that film. But he was doing stuff, heroic and instead, he's just like, I got to run really fast to charge some other box. Oh, I got to charge three mother boxes now? Okay, I'll run really fast. And then he time travels a bit. And then he gets his fucking job. He gets his one, like, thing he did on his own that, like, is, like, relevant. Right? The time travel thing is just, like, showing you he could time travel because the sequel movies needed him to time travel in order to fix the fucking Pearl Harbor level bullshit that Snyder wanted to do in the other two movies. And he already says it. And in fact, they show you that he time travels just for a second. He shows up a little late to the party um, when the box hits the water that they need to electrify in order to resurrect Superman. And then he winds back the second. 
And he's fully aware that he can time travel because he says funky things happen to time when I go super fast. You know, um, fucking Cyborg comes to terms with um, his dad who dies in the movie, which seemed a little ridiculous. It was just like extra weight. They just killed his dad because his dad wanted to sacrifice himself to like mark the mother boxes so that they could track the mother boxes when in the 2017 version he just like scans it. Now he makes mention of the fact that he's got a dark spot and he can't track the other boxes in this movie so that's how they do it. Fine. Whatever. No big deal. Cyborg gets a complete arc in this movie whereas he's basically non-existent in 2017. That's cool. Then we get into the Lex Luthor shit which is dumb and stupid because I fucking hate that. They still do the fake out in prison. They still do the him talking to Deathstroke on the boat. I would have loved to have seen Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke. I think that movie would have been rad. I would have watched it. I probably honest to fuck as much as I don't care about these sequels in 2017 I might have cared now that I've actually had time to think about this shit I would never watch these sequels but I might have watched that like alternate doom thing with like it's like Mira Flash Batman Joker and Deathstroke are in an alternate fucking future the doomsday world where Superman's around and Mira's talking shit but she's like in a desert so she has to carry water and jugs and then there's this awful conversation between Batman and Joker where Joker's like yeah you know uh the thesis of the sequels why don't you just fucking die how many alternate realities have fucked up because you're too much of a prick to die if you just died the world might be a better place which is Joker don't send a boy wonder to do a man's job Batman's like I'm gonna fucking kill you it's like it's really awful but I mean people just like they like seeing the characters that they're familiar with in weird places and they 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 like edgy shit. So you got Edgelord Joker, Batman telling him he's gonna fucking kill him. It's like, okay, whatevs, you know. You mark out for your for your shit. And then Batman wakes up again from the dream. Oh, by the way, I should wind this back a bit. Because the Batman movie is supposed to be coming out and Deathstroke knows who Batman is in that movie as the plot. Lex Luthor's the one who tells him that Bruce Wayne, his uh, Batman secret identity, instead of just them talking about making like the, uh, why can't I remember? The Doom. The Doom guys. The Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom is a fucking wrestling tag team. <laughs> I forget the name of the thing. It's like Lex Luthor's like Unjustice League or whatever the fuck it's called. That's not it either. Anyways, you get my point. <laughs> Uh, in the 2017 version, he's like, we should just get a crew together. And instead, he's like, yeah, well, let me just tell you something. Uh, we should do that. And um, by the way, just so uh, you're on board, Bruce Wayne is Batman. And he's like, okay, cool. And then they're like best boys in the alternate reality. So I don't know how that movie was supposed to end. But it was probably going to, you know, end with neither guy dying, which is nice, I guess. And then he wakes up from the dream I should bring back myself to that and Martian Manhunter's there now Martian Manhunter shows up for six seconds this is another one of those stupid fucking scenes because it cuts the emotional guts out of an otherwise important conversation between Diane Lane and Amy Adams aka Mama Kent and Lois Lane about Lois like missing the love of her life there's also a whole thing about her being pregnant 
which they were going to push in the sequel, so it hurts even more, which is the injustice angle. It's injustice, except without Joker doing the laughing gas, and then that's why Superman goes evil. In Injustice, for those who don't know, Superman thinks Lois Lane, who is pregnant with his kid, is doomsday, and he beats the fucking shit out of her to death. Takes her into space. So he beats her ass and then takes her mushy corpse to space to suffocate the rest of the life out of her. So he kills both his wife and his kid. And then he goes down there and he laser beams Joker to ash. And then he becomes evil asshole. And then it's a whole big mess. So they're kind of leaning into that a bit at the end. My God. Martian Manhunter. Let's just bitch about this. Because, yeah. So they're having a conversation. And, like, he's the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the mom's like, you know, you need to, like, get back in the world. And, like, she. Okay. In the 2017 version, Lois is just taking soft work. She's at the Bugle. The Bugle's the fucking Spider-Man movie. She's at the Daily Planet. And she's working. But she's taking soft bitch shit, not the killer stories. And she lets the big stories go because she's just, like, not, quote-unquote, emotionally ready to get in. Whatever. In this one, she's just like, fuck it, I'm not working at all. I'm just sitting at home because I don't know if I can get over losing the love of my life and all that other bullshit. And mom's like, get your ass in the game. Like, you're an important person and uh, I love you, you know? Like, haha. No, she doesn't really say that, but she kind of infers it. In any case, uh, you know, you're you're relevant. <laughs> so step up. And then she dips. And then she turns into the general and Martian Manhunter outside the hallway. But he turns into Martian Manhunter first. And then it's the general from Man of Steel that was giving Superman shit the whole time. It's fucking dumb. Why is the shapeshifter transforming into his alien self in the hallway... And then transforming into the guy that you know from the first movie at all. You know, it's like that shit in Star Trek Into Darkness where Benedict Cumberbatch says that he's con to the camera all fucking amped up with some crazy music and shit. And then both characters, Spock and Kirk, like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> it's, it's said for me. In the audience, it's not said for anyone in the room. And that shit is so annoying. And that's why that scene's annoying. Because why is he fucking tra just turn into the general if you're going to do that shit? Why are you risking it at all, asshole? And then, the coup de grace, this motherfucker rides pine for the whole apocalypse. <laughs> and he's like, yo, but I'll be there next time you need me, dog. <laughs> are, you, are you sincere? You didn't think this was big enough? Uh, by the way, some people call me the Martian Manhunter. It's like, dude, you have a first name. Your name's John Jones. Okay? <laughs> Just fucking say your name's John. Or you could be like, you know, yeah, you know, my, my friends call me John, but you can call me Manhunter. <laughs> It's so bad. And it's like that Affleck's like just half woken up. He doesn't know what the fuck he saw from the trippy future dream. He's like, yeah, all right, cool. Thank, thanks for joining the team. See you later. Uh, and then that's it. That's the end of the movie. I, uh, Man, 
this movie's like intensely frustrating. I just want to make a quick comment in uh, to start my epilogue. It's infinitely more relevant to what I just said for the last hour. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of comments online about how uh, there's a lot less sexism in this movie and that there are a lot like all of the bad choices are gone from this movie. 2017 is a worse film in every stretch of the imagination. And I can agree to some extent. The bones of what Whedon turned up to 11 are still there. So, um, example, all the Wonder Woman, like, worshipping in the sense of like, oh my god, she's so fucking hot. It's excessive as hell, right? There's the Flash Pratt falls on her tits and is embarrassed by it. We're supposed to laugh. There's the gratuitous ass shots and like almost upskirts of some of the cinematography. Um, there's the whole Aquaman sitting on the lasso thing where he's talking about how she's fierce and smoking hot and all this shit. And he'd love to tap that. All of that's gone. Uh, oh, they bitched about Alfred like shipping Wonder Woman and Batman together. And all of Alfred's remarks are like, uh, looks like you have a date. First time someone else did. Blah, blah. Like shit like that, right? Little like weedin fucking snarks. That stuff's gone. But what isn't gone is... Lois Lane quits her job. She's like on leave because she's grieving. She's not at work trying to process her shit. Handing off, the, like doing softball stuff because she's like trying to work. She's She just quits. And Flash is still all about trying to fuck Wonder Woman. He just doesn't pratfall on her tits. He's like his first line when he sees her is still, damn. Like, so they're still doing it. The fucking Batman Wonder Woman shipping is still in this movie, too. In fact, it's more pronounced where it's like Alfred is just being that guy who's like being fuddy-duddy. And then they have one scene where she puts his shoulder back into place after he like basically told her that she was like a coward for hiding and not doing anything like not being a hero. Where the fuck were you? That kind of speech because he doesn't know how to motivate people. Which is wild considering all he did was motivate young people to follow them to their deaths. But that's neither here nor there. And they bury the hatchet in that room. But um, the shipping might be gone. But they both reach for a mouse at the same time. And their hands touch and it's awkward and weird. The bones of that shit are still there. All of these choices are still there. People are like, man, it's great that they had a moral discussion about resurrecting Superman. You paid lip service to it. I'm thank God for all this sexism shit still being gone. Flash takes a huge timeout. He dashes in to save Iris West, who's been T-boned by a fucking tanker truck. And he stops to ogle her and marvel at her, move her hair out of her face. And then he catches her and saves her from the fucking terrible wreck. Right? He hams it the fuck up. He just saw this chick like five seconds before he went in for his interview. So the stuff is still there. It's not as pronounced. It's not as gross. But to be fair, to Snyder's credit, 
all of the really gross shit is all on Whedon. Because reminder, Whedon hates women. He fucking hates them. He is awful. An awful cockroach of a human being. It is wild that he is still able to get any kind of fucking work. It is hilarious that Warner Brothers is still defending him in any way, shape, or form in the midst of Ray Fisher nuking this dude from fucking orbit and Warner Brothers in tow. Like, it's crazy. He's suing these guys. Well, assuming. He's demanding investigations and so on and so forth to have accountability for all of the terrible behavior that Joss Whedon apparently had on set, which after the Charisma Carpenter slash Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel airing out where all the cast members were like, yeah, this guy's a fucking asshole. He's a horrible human being. It's easy to believe how bad that was. And and some people might be like, well, we always knew about it, but it's like, a guy's ex-wife isn't necessarily the most unbiased source of information for shit like that. Nevertheless, you would think that the executives that he's blowing up, that those guys aren't even there anymore, some of them. Right? The real pieces of shit, just pin it all on one of the scum fucks and get rid of them. Anyways, the bottom line I'm trying to get at in all of these fucking tangents is that the plot is still there. The decisions are still there. They're all still dumb. And while this is more cohesive in terms of character and vision, Zack Snyder still hates people. Which means he kind of hates you. He doesn't give a fuck about any innocent lives. He doesn't care about any uh, people, not the gods that he is trying to put on screen. The movie's still kind of dour. I think I laughed once, once again for the hat thing. I didn't laugh in the 2017 run back because Whedon's shit just doesn't land. And then the Snyder stuff, which is like Flash saying competitive ice dances and stuff. It's like, that's not funny. That's just like a weird... I'm just saying it to be quirky. It wasn't funny. I bought the ha- I bought the bank. Oh, oh, Bruce Wayne. That's so Bruce. <laughs> Shit's not fucking funny. Um, however, the casting is obviously made for some fun-ass movies, right? I mean, the Aquaman movie is fucking fun. The first Wonder Woman is good. The second one is a mess. But I mean... Gal Gadot, so long as she um, doesn't sing fucking Imagine in the middle of a pandemic, is uh, okay in my books. <laughs> She's not a terrible person. She's doing a pretty good job of the character. So yeah, um, it's four hours. It's a slog. It's just longer. Why are there four conversations saying the same thing between Steppenwolf and Desaad? I like things like Wonder Woman and Aquaman finding out on their own how fucked up this shit is and how important this stuff is so that they can show up with their pieces of information and put it in a pool, you know? I like Ray Fisher and Cyborg being like an actual character despite the fact that he's eventually just a battery. I wish they gave Flash a little bit more agency instead of just running a fucking circle. It kind of just, he like, every time this guy goes really fast, he trips and falls and hurts himself. And it just reminds me of Justice League Unlimited where like Flash is running around and then they're like, oh, here's some marbles. There goes Flash. Oh, there's some ice on the ground. There goes Flash. It's just like it's cartoony, which I mean is really weird to complain about in a superhero movie that this stuff looks cartoony. But Whedon has decided that, you know, or Whedon rather Snyder has decided that this is not 
a cartoon. This is this is what real life would look like if superheroes were. Shut the fuck up. I hate it. I hate it. It's not. It's not for me ever. And uh, I'm happy if I never have to see another Zack Snyder movie again. I don't think I'm going to. He's got one zombie movie coming out. And considering how he missed the fucking point of Dawn of the Dead in favor of just, you know, killing more faceless zombies. Cool. Once again, I'll repeat. Because, I mean, I'm being a dour fuck. Because I hate this fucking movie. If you're just here to watch dudes get punched in the face and see some cool special effects, more power to you. That's Zack Snyder's forte. Watching dudes get punched in the face. The fighting in... Uh, Man of Steel said it once I'll say it again it's probably the best part of the movie it looks good all the motivations behind all that shit terrible I mean you want to talk about this guy hating people uh, Zod shows up and shoots elected government in the face and then he's uh, justified in doing so because the end result is the same thing Jarrell gets the codex he gets what he wants Shoots all the politicians are like, you know, I don't know if this is such a good idea. No, you know, everything's fine. Natural disasters, the fuck are you talking about? Shoots them all in the face. Jarrell gets what he wants. So, yeah. People are not Zack Snyder's friends, and I don't need to see another zombie movie where that point is going to be glorified, where his main characters will be treated as deities. Fuck them. That's it, folks. That's it. I'm done. I'm tapped out. Squeezed all the juice out of that. The catharsis was worth it. I feel totally empty. I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. If I have to get into like some comments and some statements in the back end, if I forgot something, I'll put it somewhere else. I'm not putting it on here. Maybe I'll do an addendum if I do another one of these podcasts, which is more than likely because I've got some shit I want to say about The Mandalorian and some shit I want to say about WandaVision. That'll be a whole other thing. Um, I have problems with a lot of stuff. I clearly am just a joyless human being. I'm just not fun. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, thanks for listening. If you got this far, I appreciate the love, baby. I know these things are big asks, and I just don't shut the fuck up. So, take care of yourselves. Be safe. Uh, hope everything is going well on your end. And with that being said, until next time.